0: Put your paws up, cause you were born this way, baby. Hello, everyone, and welcome to What's Your Jersey podcast. I am your host, Jacqueline Marfuji, and Happy 2020, people. It feels good to be back. I um, I took I took a little time off. You know, I was trying to stay present with the family and just relax and recharge. I feel like we never do that. So I'm so sorry I didn't release an episode last week. But guess what? There'll be a bonus episode this week. So you get two for one. Woo! Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Mine's deeper than yours. <laughs> um, That that beautiful voice right there that you heard is my main squeeze. Um, Welcome to the podcast, Tommy Capra. Hi.
1: Glad to be here. Hi. And excited about the new year. How about you? I'm
0: so excited. What's been the
1: best thing so far?
0: Uh, The best thing so far is all the shows I've been doing. I was trying to think of something cute to say about you, but I feel like I've been doing a show almost every single night and making money doing comedy, which has been a goal.
1: That's great. That's a New Year's resolution. The best part of my 2020 is Meatball. (laughs) I know you guys don't know what that means, but uh, our new pet, Meatball... (laughs) Is the greatest pet that I can ever ask for, and Meatball happens to also be a six hundred series Roomba robot that vacuums the house.
0: <laughs> that is not a fucking pet, dude. He's the
1: best, <laughs> the best. And he, he's so cute, and uh, he just I, I, I wasted a whole day yesterday watching him. It you was really just did. So I'm not much lie. fun.
0: I wish I had known this was the thing that would make you the happiest in life. I wish I'd known this. I would have I, gotten it for you I mean, in the beginning uh, of our relationship.
1: I treat him like a pet. He so he he runs around. I uh, you really he, do. He's kind of cute. Does a lot of weird little things. You
0: know, he's loud. He, he, he doesn't listen to.
1: He's like a puppy. He <laughs> doesn't listen. Yesterday <laughs> I tried to send him back to his doc, and he, he wasn't listening. Listen. No, he wasn't. You but hate him.
0: Don't I you? hate him so much. <laughs> he's because like, he points out all the like non-cleaning I've been doing. Oh, yeah. the place looks so nice. He,
1: he went into your bathroom and and just. Died. <laughs> I had to go in and save him. That's rude.
0: He just, he just spun
1: around in a circle and it just, the power went off.
0: Cause it was just so awesome in there. He was yeah. like, oh, so much to play with. Yeah. Oh, so, he's like the opposite of a puppy, though. He's like a puppy that cleans, yeah. not, not makes things dirty.
1: It's perfect. He cleans up everything. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that's been exciting. But uh, we also started diets. That's not a pet. By the way, you need well, to I can get ma- me a pet. I can make it a pet. I'm I just gonna, I'm gonna strap a chocolate lab on top of it, and it just looks like a little chocolate lab, a, a stuffed animal <laughs> chocolate lab is running around the house. It'll be cute.
0: That might spark joy for me for about like ten minutes, but then I'll get over it, and well, I'll still want my puppy named Fossy. Um, well. Meatballs. I, I want you to tell me what your what what's the best thing that's happened to you this year so far. Let me know. What's it's your only, Jersey podcast at gmail dot com? I know you're right. Feels like it's
1: been. We so much started longer. diets. I know. Oof, the worst. the worst. I'm starving right now.
0: <laughs> I'm so fucking hungry. I
1: have. I have headaches and withdrawals, and right? I just want to. I just want to kill somebody.
0: Yeah, but you won't. You won't. Don't kill anyone. No, no. Don't I'll just, do that. I might, I
1: might just throw them off a balcony. <laughs> Me? <laughs>
0: I'm gonna steer clear of balconies for the next no, few days. No, uh, but it
1: is tough. It's tough. Um, I'm getting I,
0: sick I, of just eating vegetables and like grains
1: and. Blah. But do you feel like we're making that turn? Maybe.
0: Yeah, We're yeah.
1: Just because I honestly felt today, you know, once I ate, I felt satisfied with not as much. Yeah. And
0: I realize I don't need to put just like shredded cheese on top of mozzarella cheese on top of Parmesan cheese on top of all of my vegetables and right. my rice. Like I realized yeah. that's not necessary. Yeah. Pickling, maybe just sprinkle a little Parmesan, like any sort of like sheep's milk or like a goat cheese, just a little crumble. Like I don't need the whole bag of shredded cheese on a, on a dish. You really
1: are your father's daughter. You couldn't like totally just do do without cheese. You had to be like, well... Just a little dad would disown me i know i snuck in a little
0: locatelli today <laughs> dad i'm not gonna what? lie i did you uh i cheated don't cheat whatever i taught a very high cardio class i did abs i did a lot of shit guys also <laughs> i've been having my brother has been like giving me he's a trainer he was a coach professional like athlete like he knows what's up Mm-hmm. He's been like pitching all this plant-based stuff, and I—if you write in, I'll send you uh, the whole routine I'm doing and everything that I'm trying to stay on track with, and all the like pre-energy workout, post-energy. It's like a full-time job. Yeah, it really is. Don't
1: you have a promo too for them for uh, Plyo? Jam? I do,
0: guys. We have a special sponsor. If you don't feel like leaving your house, because who wants to leave their house in January unless you live in freaking LA, and even then there's traffic. Go to plyojam.com, go to the online workout section, and there's a bunch of workouts there. I just filmed one, actually, the day I got back, and it's the advanced workout, but there's also low impact. There's everything. You just work out from home. Super easy. They're half an hour each, and yeah, I think the one I just did is an hour, so if you're really going for it, do that one. Um, Yeah, plyojam.com, and shocker, your promo code is meatballs, M-E-A-T-B-A-L-L-S.
1: Nice. You're really good at this. Do it. I mean, I have two podcasts. I have uh the unsolicited podcast and I'm doing another one called I'm Walking Here with Tommy Caprio. Can you tell
0: them what that comes from?
1: What I'm Walking Here comes from? Well, it comes from uh the the It It comes from a movie that Dustin Hoffman was in years ago when he was walking across the street giving advice. Was it Urban Cowboy? Yeah. Yeah. Midnight Cowboy. No, Midnight Cowboy, yeah. And uh, he was giving advice, uh, just walking down the street, walking with somebody, and he almost gets hit by a car, and he's banging on the hood going, I'm walking here! I'm walking (laughs) here! And a guy is cursing him off. Anyway, not really about that, but that's kind of where it comes from. Tell them what the premise is. Well, don't worry. They'll just listen. It's a one-minute podcast. Got it. It's a one-minute podcast. Advice, rants, opinions, um, conversation with friends, but we keep it nice and simple. You can... Fly through a bunch of them.
0: Perfect. I love it. We're gonna fly through this because we have the actual podcast to get to. Yes. I wanna know do you have any words of wisdom or special advice or anything that you want to say before you get the F out of here?
1: No, you usually have to prepare someone for those before you ask them to do that. What about but what? I like, would like you're say,
0: manifesting? Oh in twenty twenty.
1: What am I manifesting? Yeah. Um I'm I you gave me the best gift, which is a frog that is in the lotus position, meditating, a meditating frog. And then when you when you gave it to me, you knew that I would like the idea that he was meditating because that's kind of like what that's what I do. But also, I learned from you that what is it? Eat your frog. Yeah. So the eat your frog is like basically just get you know almost like eat your take a spoonful of sugar or whatever, or whatever. Just get the tough thing out of the way. Get what you've been procrastinating with yeah. out of the way. So now I look at that frog. I'm like, stay zen and knock out the stuff that's bothering you know that you're supposed the to shit don't that you're putting off
0: that like you really you're like oh, i don't want to make that phone call i don't want to write that email i don't want to text that person back i don't want to make that decision just fucking do that the fir- the thing with the most resistance that's what you should do first so that's eating your frogs and i learned that from crystal marie who is a past guest on the podcast she's on my show tonight with me actually
1: nice
0: yes um and mine is just don't lose my mind about all the little things like i can't control everything make a freaking decision it's hard for me i'm a gemini i go back and forth and i'm trying to really not be a total psycho this year
1: i like that idea that would make both of our lives better, wouldn't it? <laughs> I hope so. So tell us about who's coming on the oh, show. Oh, yeah.
0: So, guys, Erin um, Darling, she's my guest. She's been on it before, but she was on when she was a co-host of Ghost Hunters, the podcast, which is no longer a podcast. So I wanted to have her on. She just launched her new podcast. It's called Hot Pizza Ass. And it's all about body positivity and self-care and just really putting it out there, like be yourself. You don't have to conform to whatever standard you think we have to. And we really, she goes deep and is really honest about eating disorders and just tough situations She's been in when it comes to just self-confidence and body issues. And we both are pretty vulnerable on this one. Yeah. So I hope you guys like it. I hope it resonates with you. And also if you know anyone that's going through this stuff, um, send it to them and maybe it helps and maybe it doesn't. And hopefully you guys will laugh and we talk about comedy and all that. And also in the podcast notes, um, I've included links to just special like websites for eating disorders. And also we talk about the fires in Australia. So there's links there for donating to that. She just opened for Jim Jeffries, who's donating all his ticket proceeds from that show and a bunch of shows to those, um, Charity. So all that's in the podcast notes. So please, please, please um, listen, rates, review, and share with your friends. I think that's the best way to find out about podcasts. And please keep supporting. I want to keep this thing going. It's been three years strong. So yeah, hit me up. What's your Jersey podcast at gmail.com. Tommy Caprio, pip yourself out. Tell everyone where they can find you.
1: No, just at Tommy Caprio on Twitter. At Tommy Underscore cap on Instagram.
0: Cool, cool, cool. All right, guys. Thank you for being here, Mean Squeeze. Happy New Year, You're Meatballs. Welcome. And without further ado, enjoy the lovely Erin Darling. Uh Meatballs. Uh Happy New Year. I I literally Couldn't decide who I wanted to have on. Like no one was sparking joy for me. I don't know. But like I literally was just like, I don't know. I don't know what I want to talk about. It's a new year. Like I know we all have resolutions and shit, but like I feel like we should always be like resolving to be better You know, I don't know if that makes sense. And literally, my guest who has been a present guest on the podcast before—you're one of my favorites. um, Randomly, we started talking on Instagram yesterday, and I was like, "That's it! That's the one! That's who I want (laughs) to have on!" Like, it just—it was so kismet for me. You probably had no idea, Um, but I just—I love her, and she has a ton of cool shit in the works. Um, You know. Whatever. You just opened for Jim Jeffries last night. No big deal. Um, <laughs> she's a comedian, actor, and the coolest thing you're doing right now. You're the host and creator of the hot pizza ass podcast. Welcome back, Erin Darling. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me on and happy new year, Jacqueline. Thank you. Yeah. I feel like this is such a great reunion. We've been trying to get together. I know. It's
2: been insane. And uh, I know you love pizza just as much as I do. So yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. This is a good, good time. I mean, you're finally on (laughs) brand with my podcast. I know, right? Finally. (laughs) You have pizza in the title of yours. I know. That's insane. I I almost got you a pizza here, but I'm trying. Okay. So basically a lot of the stuff I want to talk to Aaron about on this podcast is body positivity. And just, I know everyone is like racing to the gym and changing their diets and doing mm. all this stuff in 2020. And I just wanted to give everyone the space to like, be okay with where you're at. I love that. If that makes sense. Yes. So we almost did pizza, but I also was like, that might be a little overboard right now. <laughs> um, I had all the pizza when I was at home in New Jersey. Um, and it was disappointing because I feel like if I'm going to go for pizza, I want it to be really freaking good. Yep. And we have you seen the Barstool Sports Guy? It's like, I forget his name, Danny something. He does, like he goes to all the pizza places and tries pizza. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah,
2: I know who you're talking about. Someone else told me that I need to watch them. So I subscribed to their Instagram or whatever, followed them on Instagram. So I've been uh, watching the pizza content. It's my favorite part.
0: Right? (laughs) Yeah. So there was a place in New Jersey that he had gone to and we were like, oh, that's down the street. We'll get it. And it was so disappointing. It was just like thin crusted, not great cheese, like Everything, but I was so freaking hungover from New Year's Eve. It was like New Year's Day. Like, I just, I wanted to indulge and I indulged. I still ate it, but it just wasn't that like
2: good shit. I like that you're not a big
0: fan of thin crust because neither am I. I'm just like, meh. It, it depends. Like I love, and this is—I mean—all of my Italian relatives are probably rolling over in their graves. I love a thin crust Domino's pizza with bacon and pineapple on top. Okay, of you it. know what? Domino's has really upped their game over the last couple of years. Yeah, totally I respect
2: good. their brand What's now. <laughs> now, yeah. Well, okay. So when I was in college, um, we would have—you know—you they give you little cards, your food cards or whatever, and it it allows you to buy food at the cafeteria. But yeah. we also had one off campus option. So when everything closed, it. Made Midnight, we could order pizza from Domino's. So I ate so much Domino's in college, oh I probably gained like 20 pounds that was pure Domino's. That's it.
0: That was me in DP Doe at University yeah, of Rhode
2: Island. It was right. Calzones. Yeah. So it was just so much Domino's. And back then, it wasn't that good. And oh. I just got so disgusted by Domino's. And then all of a sudden, a couple of years ago, I had someone order Domino's that I was hanging out with. I re- forget what the situation was, but I was like, oh, my God, they've upped their game. The ingredients are better. The pizza is better. They have better options. Like, really? They've gotten so much better. This is not a sponsored post for Domino's? No, it's really not. But the Thin Crust is
0: good. <laughs> (laughs) We just really freaking love it. What's your favorite kind of pizza? I want to know. Tell everyone what inspired the podcast.
2: Oh, man. Okay. Well, my favorite type of pizza is veggie pizza with jalapenos and pineapple, which I know is crazy, but I like my pizza with a ton of stuff on it and I don't eat meat. So I just want all the veggies. But what inspired the podcast was, so I posted this image of myself on Instagram Mm -hmm. last year. It was almost exactly a year ago. And I'm basically naked, but I'm wearing a piece of pizza like it was like a bikini bottom. Yeah, it was so hot. (laughs) It was great. And I posted, the caption was talking about how I'm choosing to accept my body for what it is and to love it. And I'm a hot pizza ass and you're a hot pizza ass and everyone's a hot pizza ass and we should all be accepting of ourselves and blah, blah, blah. And, um, it was kind of weird for me because I'm, I'm not, I've never really been fully okay with my body,
0: you know, which is shocking. Cause guys, I have to paint a picture. You can go to Erin's Instagram. Tell them what your handle is. Oh, darling with four H's D H H H H H L I N G. She's stunning. Like you are literally like, I feel like the 2020 Marilyn Monroe. Oh my like, gosh. That's, like, no, but like you have like that Coke bottle, like perfect like I'm like I go straight up and down like I (laughs) there's like no waistline (laughs) like it's just no I do I do and so like I appreciate a body like yours so much and like you're in great shape and you look great so thank you for being honest with people because I feel like people would look at you and be like oh no she's probably so confident and thinks her body's like The shit.
2: Oh my gosh. No, I've like always struggled with this. I've been off and on yo yo diets my entire life. A lot of it goes back to being a kid and thinking I was fat because I was curvy. I've always been curvy. Mm -hmm. I'm Latina. I've always had a butt. I've always had thighs. You know, I've always wanted to be like thinner. I've always wanted to be like a size two, but I'm like a size six or eight. Yeah. And so I think just having that. The idea in your head of like how we're marketed, like how beauty is marketed to us or how women constantly have ads targeted to us that are directed at our deficiencies. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, like trying to be more beautiful, trying to be thin. Like, did you gain weight this holiday season? (laughs) Like, that's literally how ads are written toward women. Oh, yeah. And I hate that. And I realize after years and years and years of conditioning how awful and how stupid that is and how wrong it is mm-hmm. and how there's nothing wrong with any body type. And I would just like to live in a world where I can accept mine instead of constantly being trying to be smaller or a different size than I am.
0: It's just, it's crazy. I was listening to one of my favorite episodes of yours was with Donna Dierico mm-hmm. And even just hearing how like a reporter treated her during Baywatch. Oh my God. They Like a reporter like called out the marks on her legs and was like, what are those lines? Like yeah. calling out stretch marks. Like I feel like people, it's gotten better, but still people feel like they can just be like, you feel fat. Here's how you fix it. Like, right. Like even
2: yesterday I posted an Instagram story where I was really upset. I was going to my doctor And I saw a billboard right above the doctor's office that was like, do you have cellulite? Get rid of it. CureForCellulite.com or something like that. And I was like, just the fact that they're using the word cure, like it's a disease, like there's something wrong with you. If there's something wrong with cellulite, then I guess you could say there's something wrong with having body hair because literally everyone has cellulite. Everyone has body hair. It's a choice if you would like to get rid of it, if you want to do something about it, if it makes you personally uncomfortable, that's fine. No judgment there. But I was just so annoyed that they used the word cure. Like there's something wrong like with you. We
0: want to cure AIDS. We want to right. cure cancer. We don't need to cure cellulite. Yeah, Jesus! And that means you have a nice little fat booty. I love a fat ass. I love fat butts. I, too. I love it. I love. <laughs> I love big butts. I love that song. I love all of it. I don't know. So what? How was the reactions to that picture?
2: Well, it was kind of it was weird because I reacted a certain way. You no, know, I didn't double down on that. I went back and I archived it three times. I was really insecure about it. Even after I posted it, I was just like, Oh my god, people are gonna roast me for this and I lost followers that day. I think I lost a hundred. Okay. I kept track that day. I was trying to figure out like what was gonna happen. But it also became my most popular post and I saw a lot of the comments were actually people that were like, I can relate to this. I wish I had a better relationship with my body. Like, I want to love myself too, blah, blah, blah. It's great that you're posting this. So I kind of experienced everything in that post, but it kind of gave me an idea that there's something there. Like, this is like hitting a nerve. People are hating it. People are loving it. People have a problem with it. And then people are like it's telling me I've, ha- I've been there too, you mm-hmm. know? So I was like, you know what? I think it's a podcast. I think I want to talk about this. I want to interview people about their struggles with self-love, acceptance, discovery. You know, what is everyone's individual path on that? And I found so many people have issues with their body, like body image issues. So many people have been affected by that.
0: Oh, my gosh. I had no idea. And I, it's funny because now I have little nieces Uh and i've had to like stop myself from saying like oh god i feel so fat right now or like i can't eat that like i feel like it starts as like a very young child yes you know where like we hear stuff just out like how to cure cellulite you know or hear other people saying things and you pick up on it and i feel like it's so important to just be like, you're beautiful, like you're loved, you're smart, you were kind, you were smart, you were important. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like all of that. And so I, I don't know. You guys need to check out her podcast. It's so <laughs> freaking good. But I want to know, like my question, because I'm someone that like is trying to change my body right now, just from like a strength standpoint, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Not... Because I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so fat or what. Yeah, I overindulged over the holidays. Me too. (laughs) Freaking went for it. Yeah, I drank a lot of wine. I ate all the carbs, all the cheese. I did not limit myself because I'm not in New Jersey. I'm not home all the time around this food. Right. But I still feel okay. I still went to the gym in the morning. Like, I feel like I kind of stayed the same ish yeah you know but i came back here and i'm about to start working on a show and i wasn't feeling strong Mm -hmm. if that makes sense so now i'm trying to figure out someone told me to watch the game changer on netflix what's that it's all about all these professional athletes and we do like to talk sports on this um all these athletes that are now going plant-based oh wow yeah yeah And they're going like vegan, like everything. And even my brother, who was a professional athlete, all of a sudden I've noticed over the past few months, I think he saw that. And he was having issues with like his Achilles and like certain muscles. He decided to go plant-based and he literally showed up to the airport. If this is not the best advertisement for like superficial reasons to go plant-based, he was glowing. Wow. I was like, what did you do? And he was like, (laughs) I don't know, nothing. And I literally think it's because of that. Yeah. And so that's kind of what I'm trying right now. And I know you're a vegetarian. Are you vegan or vegetarian? I'm vegetarian. I still eat cheese because I love it. Um, It's like my last indulgence. Coming from the um, daughter of a president of the Cheese Importers Association (laughs) and a cheese company, we salute you. Yeah. Yeah. But um, no, I did it about three years ago
2: Mm -hmm. and I did it because I was actually doing road shows in Oregon and I got really sick. I ate half a pastrami sandwich and I got sick for a week and I'm like I'm talking like I was driving you know I was staying in hotels like I'm all over the place like driving up and down the Oregon coast just like sick as hell just thinking you know what I don't want to put my body through this anymore no one should get sick off of half of a sandwich like what was in that sandwich and maybe my body just can't handle it anymore and I was like you know what I'm just gonna stop and I did and it was really really easy for me personally Um, but I still sometimes eat fish if I feel like my body is like you know if I'm on my period or something like that I'll eat fish, I'll try to get some protein in there. Yeah,
0: I made some shrimp yesterday, I'm on the period. Yeah, yeah. I needed it. Same,
2: same. I ate salmon. (laughs) Like I got a girl. I need it. Um so I just try to listen to my body, but I don't eat like it's been three years since I've had bacon or hamburger. Like do you miss it or does it make you feel ill? You know what? I don't miss it at all, but sometimes I miss being able to order certain things on a menu. Like, sometimes I would really like to have uh, a wedge salad, but there's always bacon on it. Oh, no, that's true. I'm like, oh, it's, not, it's the not the same the without same. The bacon. Yeah, it's just no. blue cheese
0: and tomatoes. Like, I don't want that. <laughs> yeah, no. Shout out to – I just tried this restaurant. It's on Sunset. It's called Fresh. And it's this, like, plant-based, vegetarian. Guys, I know, I, I feel like we're, we're sounding, like, too, like, L.A. right now, but who cares? <laughs> if you're visiting Los Angeles, go to Fresh. Like, they, the menu is amazing. They have all that stuff, and it's all vegetarian. Oh, my gosh. They had the happy hour menu. It was $8 oh, for, God, like, everything. And it was, like, Impossible Burger sliders and mini nachos. I randomly went with um, someone who should be on the podcast, Chloe West. And then Rachel O'Brien just, like, walked in. And we all just, like, sat down and, like, chowed down. That's so amazing. It was great. So did you find that your body felt a lot better once you eliminated meat and everything else?
2: Yeah, you know, I feel like my body felt about the same, but it it is nice to not get food poisoning like that anymore. Like I haven't gotten sick from food ever since I switched over, but there's not really a correlation there because of course there's like romaine lettuce makes people sick nowadays. So, you know, I can't know. yeah, you never really know with what you're eating, so I mean, that's not relevant, but I personally have not been sick in three years from food. And I also, in this past year, haven't been sick at all. Oh, wow. Yeah. Normally, I'll get sick. I always have throat issues. Me too. Yeah. I'll get strep or something once a year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or a sinus infection. Yeah. It it didn't at all happen last year, which was really cool. Wow. Um, The other thing I started monitoring was my blood work. So right before I stopped eating meat, I got my blood test. I got everything done. So I kind of saw... Where I was at. And then every year since around the same time of year, I'll get my blood drawn and I'll compare the results. And what I noticed was really interesting because at first I thought I was going to be deficient in iron or, you know, vitamin D or something like that. And I'm not. It's like strangely enough, my thyroid kind of evened out. Ooh. Right. So that was kind of (laughs) weird. And then I also noticed that I wasn't, you know, I wasn't deficient in anything. So all of my conceptions about what it would be like to be vegetarian and what I'm giving up and, you know, am I getting enough protein? Am I eating, you know? Because like, my biggest fear was like also that I would get like
0: a little squishy from eating like more carbs or stuff like okay, that. Okay, I do
2: eat more carbs out of convenience. I will say that. You because do. Yeah, when you're traveling or you're in an airport or something and every option that they have has meat or something that you can't eat in it. Yeah. I'll eat protein bars. I'll eat a grilled cheese. Like I'll eat out of convenience so many carbs and and that's kind of okay with me Um, but I do, I did lose seven pounds.
0: Okay.
1: But very,
2: but very slowly and like to the point where I didn't notice it, you know, like I went, I weighed myself, um, like a year later, you know what I mean? Like I don't like regularly weigh myself. So I had no idea it was happening Mm -hmm. and my clothes fit the same, but I lost seven pounds. So I was like, okay, that's interesting. That was the first year that I stopped eating meat.
0: I was like, oh, I didn't even know that was happening. I didn't work out harder. I didn't change anything. That was my next question. Working out, like... I'm also worried not eating protein or like meat or stuff like that. I mean, I can get protein from other stuff, but I was worried my energy levels would get lower.
2: Yeah, I just I've had to be more cognizant about certain things like that. Like in the morning, almost every single morning, I don't eat carbs anymore because I always have control over what I eat in the morning for the most part. So I'll make like a protein smoothie with like a really good um, protein powder and I'll use marine collagen too. And then I'll blend like spinach and a banana or something like that. So I always make sure in the morning I get Some sort of protein because you know throughout the day who knows what I'm going to have for lunch or dinner you know so I just make sure at the beginning I do focus on eating protein.
0: My brother just gave me a good smoothie recipe. Really? Yes. No, it's basically what you said. It's spinach. It's half of a banana. Mm -hmm. It's frozen blueberries, almond butter, a vanilla protein, and then maca powder with just some water. So I'm about to start that tomorrow, guys. That's good. Write it down. Yeah, he actually gave me a list because the I'm. I Right now we're in negotiations, but I think I'm going to be kind of doing a Britney Spears medley for like the Rock of Ages musical like what after the show. They're doing like a whole immersive actor experience thing. So that's so cool. I it's it's in Hollywood and it's, you know, I, I want to feel strong and I want to be able to do this like every single night. And I want right. to also I was like, it wouldn't hurt to be a little more muscular, you know, right. and kind of look like Britney in 2001. Yeah. So I was kind of like, you know what? Screw it. Like, what's holding me back? My, my love for, I don't know, bullion-a-sauce and wine? <laughs> yeah. That's stupid. So mm-hmm. he, and if anyone wants to write in what's podcast at gmail.com, I can give you all the different like tips and workouts and like everything that he sent to me. But again, it's not to like be skinny. Mm -hmm. You know, because I feel like I was doing all the wrong workouts or my body was getting just really used to like hot Pilates and like yoga and like certain things. And I wasn't losing weight and B was getting like burnt out. And so I think for me, I needed to like change everything up.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you feel that way? I feel like I've been so lazy. I pretty much just hike. <laughs> I love it. On like a daily basis. And that's it. Oh you know, my I, I go for walks. I go for hikes. And I haven't been in the gym in six months. <sighs> Legitimately. Yeah. I'm not exaggerating. Wow. I started getting really busy in June and I just haven't gone back.
0: So I want to know what you've been working on besides this. Or is it just the podcast and just launching it? Launching the podcast, you know, like Border Patrol
2: stuff. I know Um, you
0: guys have. Is it the Comedy Central stage? Tell us about that.
2: So I guess we're screening the pilot there. Um, But yeah, like just just that and stand up. And and I've been filming. I filmed a movie last year and it's just kind of, you know, random Work things. I had like three side hustles at one point. I was doing social media for a record label and I was, um, working for a brand, like doing some stuff with them. And it just kind of like that on top of balancing being a performer, right? And like the weird, unpredictable nature of what we do. Oh, yeah. Had kept me so busy that I just kind of ended up getting really, really slammed, like working 10 hour, like in a row, like chunk type of days. Yeah. And I couldn't imagine at the end of that day going to the gym or at the beginning of that day going to the gym. And I don't get sick. Yeah. I just kind of was like, I need more rest than that. The other thing that's interesting that I've been dealing with body wise is that even though my hormones did level out when I initially became vegetarian. Yeah. They changed over the past two years and I realize I've had this thing where I've always been a little bit tired. Like I sometimes going through a day without having a nap or a small period of rest is very overwhelming to me. Uh-huh. And I, I'm very like, I think my adrenaline is always going and I have a lot of energy. Um, but I like burn it really quick and I'm like, what's going on? Do I have mono? Do I have like, An iron deficiency, what's going on like with my body? And I finally figured out that my hormone levels have been kind of weird over the last two years. And I was finally diagnosed with um, a hypo, like an underactive thyroid. So I'm hypothyroid. Oh, OK, Hypothyroidism. hypothyroid. Yeah. So I've just started like doing medication for that over the past couple of months and just seeing how it feels. And, and I think I need to adjust it a little bit more. OK. But getting
0: used to that has been weird, too. You know, have you felt like you've had more energy since you got on the medication? I do. But I think I need to even up my dose a little bit. Up at a notch.
2: Yeah. At least there
0: is medication you can take for that. Yeah. You know? For real. Like, I, I would never... I, because I feel like I go through life just being like, well, no, I just... I didn't get enough sleep or like, you know, but
2: okay, I felt like that every day for multiple years. And then I realized in my family, it just like it's genetic, basically, like my grandmother has it, like my aunt has it, like a lot of women have it. And I was starting to talk about it on stage a little bit. And I was like, this is like a a sexist disease. Like, I don't know any men that have (laughs) thyroid issues. It's
0: always women. You're right. I feel like every girl I know that has it like, yeah. I don't know one guy that has that I problem. I don't know a
2: single man, yeah. That's not fair. No, it's really not, <laughs> it's fair. not fair. And then oh. I was thinking about it and I'm like, well, what isn't? It? Is it the fact that like a lot of us are on birth control at young ages and it messes with our hormones? Like, why
0: is, why do women get this? Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. Have you had any other like guests on your podcast that have had the same issue that maybe sparked like something for you to like get it checked out? Or are you the only one so far? No,
2: I think I was just looking up like, why am I so tired on Google? <laughs> what is wrong? And then I was just like, hey, can you guys measure my like my T3, T4 like hormone levels? And they did. And they're like, okay, so it is underactive. So you might want to get on some medications. So I'm like, okay, cool. Let's do it. Okay. I know so many people that have an underactive thyroid. That I'm like, I'm not even fazed by it anymore. Now I
0: want to go get mine checked out. Yeah. Meatballs. Listen, go get your thyroid checked if yeah. you're feeling tired all the time. Yeah. Kind of no real. Like, if you're out, like, partying and, like, overworking yourself, like, I feel like you know when the balance is a little off. Yeah. yeah. You know? But if you're doing you and you're pretty normal (laughs) Uh, go go get checked yeah so
2: like that's the other thing that's been like affecting my gym and my working out schedule is that like when I was super busy there was like there's no way no but now that I'm on this medication I actually feel a lot better and maybe I can start going to the
0: gym again (laughs) I mean honestly I think it's 90% what you eat I really do yeah you know what I probably I think you're right what do, you, what do you
2: eat like what do you eat when you're not like home like when you have control <laughs> like
0: when you're not just yeah when you have control over your diet your <laughs> um what do i normally eat i've been really bad and i want to try to get better that with this it, not eating breakfast which is terrible oh really i feel like that's the worst way to like jump start your day is to just like have a cup of coffee no that's not healthy like, so that's the smoothie thing for me. I feel like it's going to be something I can do. And then I usually do, a because br- it's just the easiest thing for me, a brown rice bowl. I'll get those little instant packets of brown rice from Trader Joe's. And I I'll- do that too. Yeah, no, they're so easy. But yeah. then I'm like, oh, is that making me bloated? Like, I don't even know if that's the best thing for me. So I feel like I need to switch to the quinoa things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I do that with just spinach and arugula, Brussels sprouts, just whatever greens I have in the fridge and then I'll either saute shrimp or today I did two like over easy eggs. That sounds great. And it's usually much tastier because I'll literally put a shit, like a handful of just the light Mexican shredded cheese in it. Yes. So that is what I'm cutting out this year. <laughs> like, I'm like, maybe. And I've already noticed, like I've, I put, you know what cheese is better for you? Just like some shredded Parmesan, like the hard Parmesan or feta. So mm-hmm. I've just tried to switch that out because I can't cut cheese out totally yet. Yeah. It's baby steps for me. But I've even noticed a difference. Like my skin gets clogged because of a lot of it so you just have to find I think what works for you right and then I I'm usually really bad about dinners too because I don't know about you but before we have shows before like I have a mic after this like I don't know I forget to eat so that'll be like on the run and then it's just uh I don't know it's yeah it's bad it's it's I'm the worst.
2: Yeah. I would get really used to eating out of seven and things like that. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like just a string
0: cheese cheese again. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or think thin bars. I would buy yes. those because they have no sugar. Um, oh, yeah. and I love the peanut butter ones. <laughs> Dude,
0: would you, I would always eat half of it and then put it back in my bag and forget about it. So like by the end of the month, my, my duffel bag or my purse is just covered with like chocolate and think thin shit. Oh my God. It's really? Disgusting.
2: I can't eat half of anything. Really? Oh, yeah. No. I think it's like one of my, Compulsive food things,
0: it's just all or nothing,
2: yeah. From being like a binge eater from for years, you know, years and years. I just can't stop. Like, I can't have I'm not one of those people that can have like a bag of chips and take a handful every day. Like, it's gone.
0: No, I had um, (laughs) so I had people over to watch like the Golden Globes, and literally, we had to throw out these giant bags of chips that were (laughs) left over because it was just like. I can't, I will eat all of them in the house. Like it's, I can't have it here. Yeah, It's just not going to happen. So you've been really honest on your podcast about binge eating and actually eating disorder stuff. And I wanted to know, like, when was the first time you actually came out and started talking about this?
2: I mean, I think the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I might have been on someone else's podcast and maybe I kind of mentioned it or something Mm -hmm. before. Um, but no, I've never talked about it on stage, never told the whole story. Yeah. And with my podcast, I was like, I should really talk about this because if I want to talk about acceptance, I think I have to start with rejection, right? The rejection of my body and how I felt and how I hated it and how I would, you know, binge eat when God, like starting in high school Mm -hmm. and then I would start throwing up. Later in life, like in college, I would throw up. I I was bulimic.
0: I was too. Yeah. And it was an on and off struggle for probably like 20 years almost. 20 years? Yeah. It started when I was like a dancer and younger and Mm -hmm. it was just... I remember one of the dancer moms made a comment about me that like I had gained weight over the summer and like her daughter had like told me that her mom said that and that kind of like set it off. It was when I was hitting puberty. I got, I got like some boobs and some hips, but I also, uh, you know, I like where I get heavier, like where my fat cells are, are my stomach. So like we had like little like crop top outfits and I I didn't look as cute as the other ones. I don't know. (gasps) Oh my God. Yeah. So that's when it started for me
2: yeah whoa,
0: and then it that was just
2: sucks that she said something. Was this a friend of yours, or was she kind of like
0: it was a friend. We don't talk anymore and whatnot. and it is what it is. I feel like girls are sometimes like brutally honest, yeah, or say stuff just not realizing like how it can affect someone. Right. What about you though? Like when did that like start for you? Well, for me, I've always had issues with
2: food probably like as far back as I can really remember. But Mm -hmm. around puberty is kind of when things got a little more triggered for me because same as you, I started, I went from being like a board, like super, super small and skinny to now having boobs and getting a butt and getting hips. And all of that felt you know, weird. Like, I love boobs, right? Getting boobs is exciting. They're great.
0: I wanted them for years. Like, late bloomer.
2: (laughs) But that's all we think about. We don't think about what comes with that. Like, we don't think about, like, our thighs or our hips changing, right? Yeah. And so when all of that started changing, I was like, man, I feel big, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and I would do, like, modeling and stuff like that and, like, lower level entertainment things in the Bay Area with whatever – um Opportunities were there, which were very few, but still, like I knew that I wanted to like have a career in entertainment, and so that was my version of it and I would yeah. do pageants and things like that and and I remember. You know, there was always a swimsuit competition. And once I started competing, I started realizing, oh, if I'm competing against a size, you know, two, I'm always going to look big, whether or not I am big, you know. Totally. So I would have coaches and people tell me that, you know, pageant organize people, like, you know, whoever the hell is giving you advice at that age of how to be more competitive. And they'd always say stuff like, well, you know, if you got your body right, like, they'd always give me diet advice. They would always like, you know, really push me being smaller. And it that really sucked. Yeah. You know, because I was what, like 15, 16. So ever since that age, I became mm-hmm. super aware of the fact that other people constantly wanted me to be smaller, to be successful. Mm-hmm. So that's when I started probably binge eating because I would put myself on restrictive diets. And then if I had the opportunity to be alone or to choose what I wanted to eat, I would just eat everything.
0: Everything. Yeah. It became a shame
2: thing for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: No. And I, for me, it was just, I like love food too. Like I just couldn't stop, Mm -hmm. you know, and it it definitely became hard because I would be fine for like six months or a year or two and then it would come back. And I equated my like weight and even just like looks with my success too. I Mm -hmm. heard so often if only you got into the best shape you've ever been in your entire life then maybe you would book this role or maybe you right. would do that and it's just like that's so fucked up <laughs> like it's it I shouldn't agree. be that way unfortunately it is i feel like it's getting better with society I
2: think it's getting better too. But yeah, I, I think that that type of conditioning is really, really dangerous because it makes people believe that if they were a certain weight, if they looked a certain way, if they got a nose job, whatever, they would be more successful. Yeah, And that just really sucks. And I don't know how to change that dialogue, but I feel like I'm trying to on the podcast. Well,
0: exactly. Yeah. Like you're opening the lines of communication for that. And I love that I, you're just like, body positivity. Like that's it.
2: Yeah. I think that it's just, it's important to stop comparing ourselves to other ideas of what we should be like because everyone is different. And I think like when I watch um, commercials, for example, Mm -hmm. I see a bigger range of diversity now.
0: Yeah. No, that's true.
2: And I see more normal looking people.
0: Yeah. It's when like I, the pendulum has swung right. in the other direction when it comes to that stuff.
2: Right. But when I see magazine ads, it's different, right? I still I still, still feel like I'm yeah, I'm looking <laughs> at a certain type
0: of person. Oh my god, last night it was just like they're just walking like clones of each other. Like really? It was I mean, it has gotten more diverse, but uh-huh. it's still I forget. Uh, Jared Fried, who's been on the podcast, he does really funny like recaps of everything. And like, <laughs> literally, while he's watching it, he's just screaming at his TV, like everything. And it's just funny, because so many of the girls look so cookie cutter perfect on there. It's just like, okay, like, yeah. it literally looks like they're at a beauty pageant from 1998. You know, like it's like kind of sad, you know, because I feel like The Bachelor is still really popular and a lot of like young girls in high school. I'm sure watch it. Right. I feel like half the girls on it look like they're in high school. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if you feel that way.
2: I feel like, well... I don't watch The Bachelor that much, but I do kind of watch. Sometimes I watch The Housewives. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like that with, um, plastic surgery. I feel like the homogeneity of plastic surgery just makes everyone look the same. Right. Oh, and yeah. so even though like there could be different types of people that are on the show, I feel like their decisions of what they're doing to their face ends up making them all the same.
0: Oh, totally. Yeah. No, you got to be careful with that. I feel like I I 100% support like maintenance. Mm-hmm. Like if you feel like this is going to make you feel better and more confident, go for it. But I do I don't think you should disfigure or try to make yourself look like a completely different person. Yeah. Like that's what makes me sad about plastic surgery right now. And we've had two episodes with Charles Kalanis. He's a plastic surgeon. He's great. You should go back and listen to those. I like your
2: episodes about plastic surgery because I know so little about it. I like like learning about it and hearing about it. And one of my biggest questions with plastic surgery is so now that we have like, you know, a certain amount of years of of doing fillers and Botox, like how is that going to affect us moving forward, you know? Yeah, it's scary.
0: Yeah, like what does that do? I feel like technology's gotten a lot better, but it's, I mean, g- women that I feel like are in their like 60s and 70s, it's like, ooh, no. Like it's, you gotta be careful. Yeah, and like I where think. does it all go? Like, yeah, where it does- dissolves. A lot of it dissolves, but that's still crazy. Yeah. But that's just dissolving in your skin. But I think it's also good to do, like less is more. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I wanna know, did you get help for any of the bulimic stuff or like, how did you deal with it? And how did you accept yourself and like come out on the other side? I got help. You did? Yeah. So I want to know like, what Uh, you did. Okay. So I didn't.
2: I, um, I stopped throwing up Mm -hmm. after, I don't know, maybe it was a couple of years. I just, it wasn't really sustainable for me and I kind of got a hold on it, but I still, I will still binge eat from time to time. I just don't throw up anymore. Same. Yeah. I accept it. Right me too I've like I've learned about and I'm now I'm aware of the emotional connection which I wasn't before so now it's like if I'm driving home and I want to go to 711 it's like I know like, okay, what's going on, Erin? Like, why? what are you stressed out about? Like, yeah. what are you running from? I always know if I end up at 7-Eleven to, like, <laughs> eat some stuff that I don't need. It's something, you know what I mean? Something else is bothering me. So I check in now. That's really helpful.
0: That's a really good tip right there to check yeah. in with yourself before reaching for something and be like, what is really, like, brewing inside? right.
2: Yeah, like do I want this? And
0: then Do you like the tuna salad from seven eleven? It's you know what? So good. Guys. I've never tried it. People have called me like a garbage monster for loving it and I absolutely love it. Really? It's so good.
2: Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I I always eat um those pretzel thins, the buffalo ones. Okay, that sounds amazing too. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. Um maybe that would be good with tuna though. <laughs> uh, but no, I never got help for it, but in the past year, like now that I'm talking about it more, that's the other thing is no one really knew. Like yeah. I was really, really secretive about it. Same. Mm-hmm. So what I did was um, when I started talking about it, my therapist was like, have you thought about doing like eating disorder support? Have you thought about seeing someone that specializes in this? Like maybe you want to go to like, you know, Overeaters Anonymous. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, maybe, but I also, I have a fear that that would might be triggering to me.
0: Yeah, no, you know, I didn't know that that even was an option. I remember seeing like either an after school special or something where a girl would do it and hide like the throw up in bins like in her bedroom. And that was the first time I saw that. Right. So I don't know if that triggered me. And Mm. I don't know if anyone listening, you know, can relate to that or whatever. But it is triggering to be around it sometimes. Yeah. What kind of help did you get? I just I had a great um, she's a best friend of mine and the family, she was kind of just, she, a health expert and whatnot. So basically like a therapist and I would go to her and she like really helped me through a lot of stuff. So that's amazing. It was just talking it out and like also like helping me kind of with like, not like a meal plan, but just helping me out tricks wise on like how to deal with it when I would binge or like what to order when I'm out and like stuff like that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I stopped counting calories. I used to track everything I ate. Mm-hmm. I stopped anything that I felt was like compulsive behavior yeah. on either end. You know, um, I don't keep certain things in the house just cause I can't like, I know I'll eat it all. Yeah. So if I want to make a bad decision, I make myself go out. to get it. <laughs> you have you know? to do the work. Yeah. If you want pizza, <laughs> if you want to eat the whole pizza, fine, but you got to go, go to Stella Barra and do it, you know,
0: <laughs> make so. sure it's worth it. That's something my mom always says. She's like, just make sure it's worth it. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Sometimes it totally is. It totally is. And you're like, I want this. Yeah. You got to listen to your body. I think that's the number one takeaway for me from even talking to you right now is you have to just be very in tune with yourself, your body, your thoughts, what's going on. And I feel like that's how you can make better decisions.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Listening to yourself and being aware of the emotional connection. Yeah. Yeah, because you're not like if you felt good, if you were happy, you wouldn't be like diving into a bag of chips to try to make yourself feel better. Yeah. You know?
0: No, and it's habit also. There's a lot of mindless eating that happens. So much. You know? Yeah. Like I could sit down on this couch right now and eat an entire bag of crunch Doritos. Me too. I'm I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> I get to totally I know it's that. there. That's another thing. Like it's sometimes I'll have to stop myself and be like Okay, Jacqueline, like this will be here tomorrow. Like you don't have to like go all in. Yeah. I guess maybe it comes with age. I don't know. I do want to know, like, do you have any favorite guests from your podcast or anything that you've learned since you've started doing it that like you're like, wow, that was really cool. This is something I want to share with other people.
2: Yeah, I mean, all of my episodes with guests have been amazing because I feel like they all share something really important from their own journey. You know, like when Donna came on the podcast, you know, she talked about being on Baywatch and she talked about a lot of her issues were similar to things I've experienced, right? Mm -hmm. Like feeling like you're fat or not good enough, right? And then when Jeff Garland was on the episode, he was talking about body dysmorphia, which was so awesome and so honest because a lot of men experience things like this too. They just don't talk about
0: it. Oh my gosh. What was he saying about it?
2: Well, he said that he, you know, when he was younger, he experienced things where he would, you know, judge himself really, really hardcore about his body. And, you know, like looking back, he's like, I wasn't even like out of shape, you know, and it was just kind of like I just felt a certain way. And he recognizes that as body dysmorphia now, yeah. which is so interesting because a lot of women have that. Totally right, and I'm just like, oh I wasn't expecting him to like be as honest as he was about that experience that's
0: really cool yeah. I to listen to that episode it's a really good one, yeah, I feel like we even just looking back at pictures from a few years ago, I feel like I probably beat myself up mentally about <laughs> like uh, feeling like a certain way and you look at a picture of yourself from like ten years ago and you're like, oh my God, like I yeah. was so like cute and like I shouldn't have been worrying so much oh yeah,
2: yeah that's the other thing is like at what cost right so like every <sighs> time you don't do something because you feel fat or you know when you make a judgment or you're like oh I'm I shouldn't wear that mm-hmm. like what at what cost like your happiness or like missing out on going yeah, to like a what, really fun event with your right. friends
0: or a date
2: right oh. and th- I feel the same way about financial decisions right so it's like if you're spending money on I don't know let's just say like Botox that can be expensive mm-hmm. and you feel like you look like shit or you look old or whatever Whatever. Those are your fears because mm-hmm. that's what's marketed toward you, you mm-hmm. know, and you're missing out on a what a flight to Costa Rica. Like it's the exact same price, you know, so at what cost like you're missing experiences because of th- that financial choice you're making and our, our peer group that are male. Are they are they doing the same thing? Probably you know, <laughs> I know some of them are, but yeah.
0: a lot of them are not. I mean, we live in West Hollywood yeah. I, and Hollywood. I feel like there are a lot of people yeah. that are spending money, male, female, and anything. But sure. all over. I don't know. I, <laughs> I I think it's really funny to put it in—not funny, smart—to put it in perspective like that. Like, do I want a flight? like yeah to Mexico for the weekend and I do I want to do this or do I want to maybe get rid of a line that's in my forehead
2: right or like hair extensions maybe they're the same price as the acting workshop that you want to do yeah. you know like a, st- a skill you can learn like something that can benefit you yeah. and and we don't and we put such high premium on certain things like that like our the way that we look the way we present ourselves to the world but do really do people really care is that what people see when they see you
0: they see uh, you know this is something I feel like you express for really well is happiness. Mm -hmm. And I think if you're doing stuff internally and you talk a lot about self care also. Yeah. um, And positivity. I think that's what shines through. And I have to learn that myself. I am 100% not a guru on this. I don't, you know, I I try to practice what I preach, but I'm also not preaching it. (laughs) Like I'm just starting to really try to get into that headspace.
2: I mean, you take care of yourself really well, though. I think you're really good at self-care. You know, you're super healthy. You work out a lot. You know, you live your life though. You also have fun with wine and food and you're not like limiting yourself. You don't live like a life of restriction. So I think that you do really exude like a sexy, like, Joie de vivre, like you. That's
1: Ooh. you. Yeah. You're, no, this
0: <laughs> is Jacqueline's you. a woman who
2: lives her life, you know? <laughs> I, it's very on brand for you, actually.
0: I don't know if you realize that. That's so... Yeah. Look at you. Just... <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, I, never, I haven't thought about that, but actually... One of my, I don't like again to make New Year's resolutions, but one of the things I've said to myself is we're not going to sweat the small stuff this year yeah. and not let little things hold me back or not get in my own way and just try to like really go for it. And I feel like over the past like six months, there was a lot of stuff that I could have said no to because I was worried about like missing a side hustle job or like right. worried about getting fired from again, not like the main goal job, just like a side hustle thing. Mm-hmm. Or, You know, and I said yes, and yeah, it was really hard, and I had to maybe work harder after I got back from doing the, like, trip I said yes to or the shows I said yes to, but, like, Mm -hmm. you figure it out. Yeah. And I feel like I spent so much time, like, stressing out about stuff where I just need to, like... Be like frozen and let it fucking go. Yeah. You know,
2: something weird I noticed about myself too is um, okay, I have this theory. Um, sometimes I'll get anxiety I'll realize I have anxiety about something, you know, and yeah. maybe it's something I actually really like doing or something I enjoy. Like maybe I'm having anxiety about a show or having anxiety about posting something mm-hmm. that actually promotes my work and it's something I'm proud of. I'm like, why am I feeling anxious about these things? And then I realized, oh my God, I think it's because I'm not a kid anymore. And we're grown-ups now, right? So when I was a kid, I would feel excitement. And like now we're jaded and and we're not like I think anxiety is kind of like grown-up excitement. Like we know better now than to get excited about stuff. It's like we're not allowed to be excited. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, you know what? Like, sure. Like little things in the moment excite me. Like if if we were out right now at a bar and someone just like Got us around to drinks. I'd be like, oh, oh my God. Like, be I'd be amazing. excited for that moment and I would yes. have fun, right? That would be very cool. But I'm not like excited about, oh, like promoting the Border Patrol screening. Like, I'm just like, God, people are going to get annoyed that I'm posting this again. I'll get anxiety. No, you got to get rid of that shit. Right. So I just think anxiety is growing up excitement. Okay. Yeah. That's in a, a good weird way to way. flip it. Because <laughs> I'm like, what well, it feels the same, you know? I, like, you kind of get those like weird butterflies, but I'm like, I think it's just like that it's judgment though. Yeah, it's, yeah it's like a little bit of judgment and it's like a combination of like, like nerves, like, and I think excitement is nerves, but it's like optimistic nerves. So it's just like making that switch to like the judgment nerves, the optimistic nerves, and just like thinking awesome. about it like that mentally, I've started to realize, oh my God, a lot of things I'm anxious about, I actually really
0: want to be doing. Yes. Yeah. No. And I think it's also just like fear that yeah. can like creep into your brain yes, a little bit that too. And you just got to get, you got to just, Get rid of it. I saw a really great Instagram post today um, where it was like, let's do no judgments. Like, so what if you want to post 20 Instagram stories in one day? So what if you want to post like three pictures all (laughs) like every hour? Who cares? Do you take pictures of the fun stuff that makes you happy? Like, just have a good time and like do you. And I feel like Lizzo really... She, I feel like, does herself and does whatever she wants. And I feel like a lot more people are embracing that even this year.
2: Yeah, no, totally. I think she's been a really big inspiration in terms of, like, where the culture is moving. Because she just doesn't give a fuck. No. She just embraces herself and
0: goes for it. Yeah. And I love, I forget when she posted it, but like everyone's like, oh my God, overnight success. And she's like, bitch, I've been doing this shit for over 10 years. Yeah. Like this is just me. And now it's finally hitting.
2: Yeah. I think we're just so used to seeing things that we believe are overnight success or yeah. um, like it's like this myth that we buy into that. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh yeah, this person had this opportunity or they were discovered and you're like, okay, well, there are certain people that are discovered yeah. and there are certain like artists that are manufactured by a label, right? right but then also for every one of those there's like the people that put in so much work mm-hmm. and it you just didn't hear about them till no. they had that platform
0: until they get that one hit that yeah. just really there it is but there's all that preparation that meets success finally Totally. Well, I feel like a hot pizza ass is exactly what that platform is for you. I feel like you could oh tour gosh. with this. Like, I want to hear. So, I was supposed to go to Erin's, um, her like, oh my premiere God, party, my launch party, your launch party. That was it. And I had, I was so mad because I had to produce and host a show that I same know. night. It was like the same time, and it was just oh, I was so mad, but it looked so fun. You had a pink carpet. You had like a step <laughs> and repeat. Like you had so much pizza. I was so jealous. Yeah, so it was so fun. Tell you me about it.
2: Well, okay, so it was it was awesome. Like we had Pizza Rev and and they gave us a bunch of amazing pizza. And What's we had pizza all this Rev? food. Their um Pizza Rev makes custom pizzas. So they were our sponsor. Oh my God. Yeah, we had Jim Beam there and they had alcohol. They were giving free uh whiskey for people. Like it was just awesome and it was everyone there was just having so much fun. Yeah. And we just got really lucky. It was just like everyone came out to support and And yeah, I just feel really loved. Like I was
0: like, I'm not gonna have a birthday party because of this. Yeah, you know, I I feel like I don't even have birthday parties anymore. I just like produce a show, and I'm like, everyone come,
2: right? Yeah, (laughs) come to this, please. Let's have
0: fun. (laughs) Yeah. So
2: that was a really fun uh, event, and I don't know. I get I get nervous to produce events because it's L. A. And you're like, God, are people
0: gonna show up? Like, are they gonna forget? Are they, does anyone care? <laughs> no, it is scary. I mean, getting anyone out of the house, if you're like 21, yeah, they'll show up to the opening of an envelope, but just because it's fun. Like, yeah. But I feel like anyone, especially like I'm in my thirties now, like it's, it's a lot to get me out of the house. Like it's, I, I feel bad, but I've said no to a lot more stuff. I feel like over the past like year, you're very busy. Yeah, it happens.
2: Yeah. Do you think saying no is
0: just as important as saying yes? Yes. I agree. I do. Mm -hmm. yeah that's another big thing this year where i i try to like schedule in like as much as possible in a day and it's like no that's not good for you yeah like you need downtime to just like chill yeah god look at us i know trying to be better people in 2020 seriously just trying to chill out just trying to chill (laughs) i should really smoke weed i should (laughs) wait Um, do you not at all i don't No. really yeah i don't i've talked about it before on the podcast yeah i don't do you have anything you recommend Uh no, because I'm I'm the worst person to ask. Um
2: yeah, yeah I mean I've done it. Yeah. I will do it socially, but I'm not like I don't buy it. I don't keep it around. Not, no, I don't use it very often, but I do enjoy it.
0: <laughs> Good. Um, I want to know: Do you care at all about what's happening in football? The playoffs. The Super Bowl is about to happen. She gets a blank <sighs> stare on her face well, right now. No,
2: <laughs> I care about Shakira and J
0: perfect segue because that's all yeah. i wanted to talk okay, about good, yes. good 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 <laughs> thank okay. you no like we're getting closer <laughs> it's gonna happen like i feel like if anyone is all about like body positivity and just like letting oh my god it be, yes like that those are like icons for that you Yeah. Know? granted they work their asses off but again yeah. i feel like it's because they want to be strong yeah they like They want to look good, obviously. Yeah. But it's because you can't do what they do without being physically fit and strong and having muscle.
2: Absolutely. I was watching um, J Lo do an interview about hustlers, and she was talking about learning how to pole dance, which is the hardest thing in the world. Yeah. And she said that she, um, that originally was not written into the script, but, you know, with meeting with the director and talking about it, they're like, we should do, you know, a scene where I'm dancing. And so she had to learn how to do it. And she said it was like, so grueling, mm-hmm. so many bruises, very, very difficult skill to learn, but she was committed to that whole process to do it. And it's kind of like, that's interesting because as an artist, woo, we have the opportunity to do stuff like this. And like you said, when you're going to do your your um, Brittany thing, yeah, it's about you know emulating that character. That's yeah. what your job is, right? So it's not necessarily like a vain pursuit. It's no, I'm doing this because it's what I'm getting hired to do. Exactly.
0: And I'm playing a person. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to try to be as close to that person that I'm playing as yeah, possible. Yeah, absolutely. So if this can help, then why not? Yeah. Even, it's so funny because I feel like a lot of people are, like, knocking JLo Like, I've, I've just seen a few Really? For what? Just for her, like, really, that's what she got nominated for? And I want to be like, do you understand, like, the preparation? It's a lot of work, yeah. Like, that just, oh, my God, the scene. And granted, I know she's not getting nominated for, like, dance things but that scene alone and just all that stuff it was just so good and everything she did in that movie was so hard
2: mm-hmm. now did you see it i didn't see it but i want to oh god but i have a lot of respect for that because I hey do. i don't have um a lot of upper body strength and nope. right and i and think the core right oof, it's
0: tough when yeah. you see that, no, it's and, everyone should go take a pole dance class and then go watch Hustlers, and you'll be like, "Oh shit!" I know. I kind of, I want to go. I want to try this. It's so hard. Yeah. No, I need to. I need to try it again because I was just like, I'm. I can't do this. It's yeah. Too much, no. and it looks so easy. Oh, they make yeah. it look effortless. No, it's not fair. And it's yeah, like, it's just something cool. It's. I think it's empowering to be able to like do that because it does take so much strength. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, I want to know, do you have like a favorite Shakira or JLo song? <laughs> do you think they're going to do like football medley shit? Like, wh- I I don't know how they're going to incorporate it. Or are they just going to go balls to the wall? Just their own thing.
2: I mean, okay, so my favorite um, J-Lo song is Love Don't Cost a Thing. (laughs) Oh! I also like Let's Get Loud. I think she's definitely going to have some Let's Get Loud in there. And then, okay, but my favorite Shakira song is Underneath
0: Your Clothes. (laughs) It's a really good one. That could be, like, the Million Reasons part of the performance. Yeah, do you think there's going to be some Underneath Your Clothes? (laughs) I do, I do. I feel like we're going to get a little, like, there's always the moment where, like, the lighters come out, like, everyone slows down, and then they, like hit you with like the next like banger yeah i think j is not
2: really like i don't remember a single a single j-lo ballad at all
0: the only one i remember is like the one about like Ben i like the baby i love you one i don't even know what i love you i'm so sorry for anyone that's listening that just had to hear that okay
2: i had no idea and i almost completely forgot that they were like engaged really funny wow oh my god I wonder if it's annoying to him now that he like now they have to go to like these award shows and see each
0: other all the time. Oh, like, or God. they're just like, oh, God, I I don't know. That's I, I roll I that my love don't cost a thing video was so epic. Dude, that's JLo.
2: I recently watched it. Yeah, that's JLo. I think it her like most perfect that because, OK, so there's the video. She does the dance scene, right, where she has like the cornrows and stuff. And she's like looks really fit and amazing. Yeah. But a lot of that video people don't remember. She shot like with no makeup on and it wasn't like no makeup makeup like it was like i think it was legit no makeup like bronzer and just like she's not wearing like lashes like she's just on the beach she's wearing a tank top with no bra and um like bikini bottoms
0: wait i feel like i need to like
2: oh my god it's the she's beautiful yeah look up jlo no makeup love don't cost a thing okay it's when she's wearing all white and she just looks so stunning and just like seriously Like the girls I used to hate in high school where I was like, oh my God, they're wearing lip gloss and like in clear mascara.
0: I'll never be that girl. I'll never be that girl either. I'm like, my my skin is not that perfect. Uh, (laughs) Yes. I mean, whose is at this point? I don't even know. Um, Wow. That's hot. You see it? Yeah. Yeah. No, she's. She's amazing.
2: That's my favorite J-Lo. Love don't cost a thing
0: J-Lo. <laughs> Love don't cost a thing J-Lo. No, yeah. I'm excited. I feel like it's going to be a fun year. I feel like no team that I really care about is still in the race for it, so it is what it is. Um, is my team in it? I don't the, even, Niners? Your, the Niners? The Niners? Are me, they out? I think I think they're still kicking. I don't even know. Really? guys. I have been so lazy and bad this year when it comes to football. Like, I me too. Literally, I. I have cheated you i feel terrible but that's why i the main squeeze did the opening for this so we will talk all the football things on that but it's, <laughs> it's a lot it's um hold on i'm looking this up right now so we will sound very educated and that's it it's happening okay okay let's see who's still in the playoffs. who's in it you're yeah oh, you're a niner <gasps> who's your fun- okay wild card right now okay. these are the ones oh wait no no, this what? is wrong. I feel like I need to like pause. This is so wrong. Okay. So we have the Vikings, the Niners. Yeah. The Texans, the Chiefs, the Seahawks, the Packers, the Titans, and the Ravens. Okay. See? It's okay. Your team's in there. Maybe I'll – I don't know. That's a tough one. I, maybe I'll have to root for your team. Because yeah. Let's fan. root
2: for the Niners. Cause I don't care about any of the other ones. I don't <laughs> think I, I do like, like the Texas. The Cause I like the,
0: I like JJ Watt. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. He just yeah. posted his, um, I think it's his fiance. She's, she's a professional soccer player. And mm-hmm. I, I'm going to butcher this, but someone posted something about she's on like a new team and they like spelled her name wrong and like just didn't do her justice in the post and he was like, Um, excuse me. And like <laughs> tweeted a whole thing about it, and I was like, Yes! Like you do that. No, it was awesome. And that's I love them. They're all together. So yeah. But you like
2: the Seahawks? I like the Seahawks too, but it's okay. kinda hard to be a Seahawks fan and a Niners fan, right? It's not. But I like, you know, I went to USC, so I love Pete Carroll. Okay. You know. Look at you. Yeah. You
0: know? I know a little bit. <laughs> yeah, just enough. See, guys, you're learning just enough about what's about to go down in the the playoffs yeah just enough just enough (laughs) I want to know what was it like really quick because I don't want to keep you forever what was it like (laughs) like opening for gin last night Oh my gosh. It was amazing.
2: Um, that was a really fun show and it happened kind of last minute. So um I jumped on Jim Jeffries' shows where he was, you know, raising money for the fires in Australia. So that was super awesome, very, very fun. And he's doing a lot of new material, which is yeah, awesome to watch, you know? It's really cool. Yeah. I love watching comics do things that they consider to be new because when they're really, really good season comics, it does not look new. No, not, you know? not at all. It's like, oh wow, this is like this is the first time you did that? Like, I can't believe that.
0: Yeah. My, the main squeeze was talking to him about it and he was like, yeah, I didn't even know what I was going to do tonight. Like this morning, like I, and, I love that because he said still was like fleshed out and hilarious and he's yeah. a storyteller. Yeah, he's so, really good. No, that's awesome. But congrats to you for that. Oh, well thank you. Yeah. yeah. And I wanna link because you've been posting all the links of where you can donate for the Australian Fire. So I'll have all the links for that stuff in the podcast notes so you guys oh can my donate. Gosh. Because yeah. it is such an important cause. I actually um we have a trainer from Training Mate coming on and she's gonna she's Australian. Training Mate is all Australians that work for them, so we're definitely gonna like promote that. Also, and yeah, it's just it's so devastating what's going on there, and it's important to support because you know we all live on this earth. I know. Yeah, it really does affect everyone. No, and I love that. Like, I, I feel like every day we're seeing more and more people donating, and gyms donating all this like ticket proceeds. Like, it's just an important cause because if we were in that situation, we want the help too. Oh my god, yeah. You know, and oh god, all the animals, all the picture of the I know riding. the koala oh bears. God. I can't handle it. No, it's a lot. <laughs> a lot so that's really cool that you got to do that show last night
2: yeah honestly that was that was awesome because I kept saying I really want to find ways to donate but sometimes it's difficult when you don't know what are the proper organizations to do this especially yeah. you know it's in a different country so you're like is it going to it's the right places legit. who do we trust you know and totally. then I've been trying to find good resources and then of course like having the opportunity to be a part of a, a charity show is like okay yeah like this is this I mean, feels like a good way to kind of give back you
0: know yeah Well, you've given us so much back on this podcast. I have. Oh, my God. (laughs) No, I'm so thankful for your honesty and you creating this space for people to just talk about their shit and to, you know, hopefully help someone else. I mean, same with you, Jacqueline. You're doing the exact same thing, girl. Yeah. And guys, also, if you are dealing with eating disorder issues or just anything, body image, weight, Mm -hmm. self, anything, um, I'll also post some links of some, you know, sites and people you can reach out to that will definitely help you because you need to know you're not alone. We all go through this stuff. And so it's just it's. I, I think it's really important to talk about it. So I think hot pizza ass is very important and it's also really catchy. Um, and it makes me hungry and want to <laughs> eat pizza. Too. Yeah. So wait, tell us what's coming up next for you where everyone can find you pimp yourself out.
2: Okay, well I'll be at Sigmore Tavern on the thirty first with Jeff Garland. So awesome. that's gonna be a really fun show if you're in LA and uh Comedy Central Theater on the twenty first with Border Patrol if anyone happens to um be in LA. Be in LA again. <laughs> Everyone
0: fly to LA or just come if you live yeah,
2: here. Or just listen to Hot Piece
0: Ass yes. really on Spotify or iTunes. I love it. Love it. Love you. Um so love we always you. do a reading. I picked two songs. So you have a choice and you could pick one line out of them. You could pick like Ooh. a whole verse. You could pick whatever. But I feel like do it if as if you're just Aaron, just on your podcast, just being, you know, confident and just, yeah, giving advice. Oh,
2: wow. Am I just picking a line from the song?
0: Yeah. So I I chose Born This Way uh, by Lady Gaga or Stronger by Britney Spears. Wow.
2: These are both really good. Okay. Well, let's see.
0: Or you could do it in your best Jersey accent. Oh, God. I'm so bad with
2: accents. (laughs) Okay. How about this? There's nothing wrong with loving who you are, she said. Because he made you perfect, babe. So hold your head up and you'll go far. Listen to me when I
0: say... That was amazing! <laughs> I'm beautiful. There we go. God, <laughs> you killed it. Thank you oh so much gosh. for being here. Thank you, Jacqueline, for having me. And yeah. I'm proud of you. I love your podcast. Oh, I'm proud of you, too. <laughs> I love your podcast. And meatballs, I love you. I love hearing from you. Please, please, please reach out. Um, you can find me at Jacqueline Murphy on social media. Email us at what's your at gmail.com. If you have any more questions, Questions for me, for Erin, or you know, you just want to say hi, do it. And please rate, review, and share with your friends. I hope you're having a great week, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Bye. Just put your paws up, cause you were born this way, baby. My
1: mama told me when I. Was I'm superstar.